Welcome to On Water, the Session Magazine podcast. Here, we talk to water athletes, entrepreneurs, scientists, and Earth-friendly folks about the experience of a life well-lived connected to water. I'm your host, Evelyn O'Doherty. Let's dive in. another episode of On Water, the session magazine podcast for water lovers. Pro surfer and co-founder of Changing Tides Foundation, Leah Dawson, once said, when someone watches me surf on a wave, I want them to know at the end of it that I am in love with the ocean. Leah is described as an optimist, passionate filmmaker, writer, and musician. She's well known in the surf world for her passion in life deriving from her love of surfing and her relationship with the ocean. She recognizes the influence of community and the importance of living in harmony with nature and one another. And she champions the ability to nurture the female surf culture and encourages a growing community of women to express themselves with their innate inner beauty, both in and out of the ocean. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you today one of the most stylistic, iconic, and true surf goddesses in our world today. Enjoy this podcast episode with the one and only Leah Dawson. Today, I am beyond excited to have one of the most stylistic and expressionistic, if that's even a word, soul surfers on the planet here in the podcast studio with us, Leah Dawson. Leah, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, a pleasure to to tune in and talk surf and waves and all things about it. Yeah. And we're going to talk about all of that. (laughs) So Leah, uh, came literally, uh, came into the magazine in a beautiful roundabout fashion. One of our regular, uh, writers for session is Dylan Stott and Dylan is a surfer and surf writer who now lives in uh, Mogamora, Ireland. And he had an interesting experience with Leah and friends uh, over the last six or so months where um, he invited Leah to dinner at his house with the gang she was uh, traipsing around Ireland with. And they had a conversation. And Leah, can, do you remember that conversation? And can you tell us a little oh, yeah. bit about it? Big time. <laughs> uh, well, the food, the food sticks out uh, first. <laughs> Dylan and his wife prepared the the most amazing love filled meal, and mm. in Ireland, the the food is as as fresh uh, and as alive as it gets. So, um, mm. 
a lot of my favorite times that I've spent in Ireland has been around food. Um, and, and in that, you know, gathering around a table with new friends, there's often such a, it's such a special time to be able to connect with people and with each other and not be distracted by technology or, or the distractions of life or, or, Hmm. um, it's just a great time to be present and, um, and connect with each other. So yeah, that, that evening was spectacular. It's, it's amazing when a group of people can dive into a conversation and continue to let it open, um, like a blossoming flower. Um, and each word that was spoken, uh, it just seemed to kind of unravel this mystique about, life and about womanhood as, as a whole. And, and I guess our, our plight to mm, live life to the fullest within the construct of the society that we live in. And it was a a conversation that was both big and small and in the detail and in the, in the ponderings that we were exchanging. Mm -hmm from, you know, worldview to, to very, um, detailed, you know, surf, surf worldview, but that's, you know, that's the gift of, of surfing is, is a lot of times it can bring us, um, new friends and, and connections and, and bring people together in, in really cool ways. And I've, I'm a strong believer in coming to the dinner table to, to learn and to grow and, that conversation will surely stick in my mind as, as one that we all kind of had these aha like moments of just recognizing how um, complex everything is. That's really, you know, what stands out now um, Mm -hmm. a few months after the, the conversation is just the complexity of life and, Mm -hmm. and that continues to, to grow and surmount and change and evolve but it's definitely uh, left me wanting to have those conversations more um, mm-hmm. because they're so important for our evolution and growth. And, you know, it's so fun to expand our mind and to feel like our perspective shifts and changes and grows a little bit. Um, and if we can do that on a consistent basis, then we're, then we're you know, really growing. So. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it, how there's something about breaking bread mm-hmm. and having those conversations that seem to take us deeper. Do you find that? Oh, for sure. I don't know if it's um, the energy in the food um, mm. that opens that space. Um, mm-hmm. Or the creation of the food. Yeah, the creation of the food, The just the energetic exchange of um, it bringing life to us, um, mm. and also being able to like come together in celebration and in honoring of, of that food. Um, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, it's always ever since I was a small kid, like my mom ingrained in us that like dinner time is a time to talk to each other. You know, she would sit us down every meal, um, and not allow distractions from, from, the daily life get in the way of being able to, to tap in and have conversations over, over meals. 
And um, yeah, maybe it is just the, the ancient practice of, of breaking bread and ancient practice of, of coming together over meals. Cause that was the time that our ancestors mm-hmm. got to relax and, and, um, kind of touch base on the day, you know, right. um, telling stories of the hunt right. you know, or, or yeah. what have you. Yeah. Uh, and it's also, it's also interesting too, how, right. As a, as a surfer, right. The travel that comes with it you often wind up sitting at tables with people that you don't know, but you kind of resonate with, right? You know, because if we're sharing that bond of, you know, beaches and waves, um, anyway, I've just, I I hear you and I, and I've just sort of dropping into some of those conversations I've had with random strangers that left as lifelong friends. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love that's like the zest of life is to be able to, to feel like you can know someone um, and connect on a very deep level, even in an hour, or it doesn't even take that long sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's just an overall, I feel like, openness to be present and to like give the space and time because so much of our world is is like distracting us from being able to to do that mm-hmm. and to really. F- feel connection at a, at a deep level where it really penetrates the soul and, and gets you like thinking in, in different ways. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's so common in our society these days to, to really have, um, a lack of that. Um, but as with surf culture, you know, it, it keeps us, keeps us on the move and on the go wanting to explore and, and find new places. And, um, mm-hmm. it, it always is so intriguing to me. Um, the people that you meet along the journey of surf and, and if we allow ourselves to be open and to say hi to someone as if we know them already and to like have an open heart and, and just an interest in having conversation, you never know where that's going to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the surf surf space is, is kind of like a, a safe space, um, for, for a lot of people because they, they know that they have something in common, uh, with someone. Um, you know, I think that, that as our world has gotten bigger and more and more people, um, and also technology has, has grown to kind of separate us from the everyday communication, um, with people, uh, on a d- deeper level, I feel like we've almost become scared of interacting with strangers in a heartfelt way. Um, and obviously, you know, Dylan and, and our friends that, that we all connected with, we had mutual connections. So there was already like a understanding and basis of, of respect and admiration, um, between each other and the group. But, um, yeah, it just, I definitely seek that in life to be able to, to tap in and connect on a deeper level. Even if you're just passing by a stranger, you know, how many smiles can we, can we create (laughs) if we just decide that we're going to smile at people, if they don't smile back, whatever that's, you know, but if we're putting out the smile, then, then we're doing a good job. (laughs) At at least our face looks nice. (laughs) At least our face looks nice. And it feels, I don't know. To me, it feels better inside to smile than it does to to frown or to not always. smile. Yeah, um, always. Yeah. So. so, 
so in in that conversation, um, which uh, you know, Leah has you haven't even seen this article yet, which is, <laughs> is so rich. Uh, but Dylan says a couple of things that I found really interesting. One, he says, and this is a quote, he says, I think I just fell in love with women for the Mm -hmm. first time. That's a powerful statement. And the other thing he says is that how this conversation changed his perspective about women surfing and the ways in which women uh, have to fit themselves into the lineup. Mm. So, and, you know, and I adore Dylan, right? He's a very evolved and special male, but it's still a huge statement for a guy to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Big time, you know, big time. And he, you know, he has a wife and he's obviously loved women his whole life. Of course. Um, But I think a lot of, a lot of men don't don't even know what women like physiologically um, have going on. That's different to them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that was kind of the big, like uh, the big gulp kind of in the, <laughs> in the conversation um, was that there's, so much more to the female experience than what meets the eye. And unless we start talking about it, um, then men will never know. Women know. And and nothing changes. (laughs) And nothing changes. Right. Exactly. And, and we continue, um, along like a, a secretive, (laughs) a secretive journey of, of, of figuring out, um, what it is to be a woman. Cause I, I, I'm still learning. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm 37 and I feel like, um, I'm constantly, uh, learning how to, to flow with, um, with my body. And, and, you know, from Dylan's perspective, um, I think that evening was, was the first time that he really got a taste of what it is like to be, uh, a female athlete. Um, right. And what that takes, what that looks like. Um, and, and not in a have sympathy for me way. Of course, you Mm -hmm. know, because I feel like that's the reason why women, um, don't talk about a lot of things. Um, and the way that our bodies change is because we're not looking for sympathy. Um, but we are looking for understanding and respect and, the opposite of shaming, um, right. you know, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that was the aha for, for Dylan. Um, it, it felt like was that, um, there's so much beauty in the complexity and in the detail of the female experience. And when we really embody it and love it and appreciate it and express it, you know, from the top of the mountain, you know, we, we embody who and what we are, um, at its very core, um, it, it can really be impactful and really beautiful. Um, so yeah, it, it thrills me to, to hear that he had such, such a feeling after the conversation. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I certainly mm-hmm. felt it as we were all exchanging stories and, and talking about, um, 
you know, the, the difficulties of, of going out into the lineup and being the only girl and heck right. you, you better, you better not blow your first wave or you're not getting a look at another or, um, yeah. just the, the propensity for people to, um, already like have their mind made up about you, mm-hmm. but also to see how that, that energy is beginning to shift as there's more and more women entering the space, as there's more and more girls, um, surfing at like the world-class level on the same, arguably on the same level as men in, in different ways. Um, so now that there's like women have, have kind of made their seat at the table. Now it's like, okay, we're going to start building more seats at the table because (laughs) that's what's needed. (laughs) That's what's needed. There can't only be one. And I think that that's been the hardest part for women along this plight was we've been taught to be competitive for that one seat and taught to compete against each other, which is not the energy of, of the female. The female is, is very community oriented. Mm -hmm. It's collaborative, collaborative. Mm -hmm. It is um, nurturing and caring and protective, um, and, and not about separateness. Um, and so in that sense, um, I I felt like we, we gained a huge ally in, in Dylan, um, that night. And, and hopefully, you know, with, with many men around the world as, as they read the article, um, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it'll bring them to a point where they'll go, Oh, I've, I've actually never thought about that. Like, <laughs> I, do, I do feel like, Leah, <clears throat> that his article will capture people's minds. Like I, I, mm-hmm. And I, I don't say that lightly because I don't say that about a lot, but I really do. Like just the, you know, the way he says it mm. um, and also just the perspective uh, that he, that the two of you discussed about the sort of the, you know, the core of this article is about the rules of the lineup and how they get there. Like who put them there, you know, and why, why, why are we still uh, abiding by them (laughs) when, when they are kind of outdated, you know, and um, I don't want to give the article away to people who are listening, but it's a fascinating conversation um, that really draws out some of the history of surfing Mm. And also takes a real hardcore look at how women uh, in the lineup, and uh, you know, I'm I'm speaking to you from New York, and this is mm-hmm. very much the case. What I've found in the lineup here in Montauk are almost forced to be aggressive, yep. to to be able to catch waves, yep. you know, and that how that changes us, you know, like do I want to be right. that aggressive person? No, I no. don't, <laughs> but if I'm not, then I'm just going to be sitting on my ass. Right. Then you're just going to be bobbing. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, and then they'll have a reason to say that about women. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, um, yeah. So it's just like, it's rich and it's deep and I, and I feel it so, so much in my bones, Mm. you know, that dichotomy between, you know, aggression and what is it? Just like creative impulse, you know, to catch a wave. Um, yeah, I feel yeah. it's such um, such a main ingredient as to why there's not more women in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is because oftentimes, 
pretty much any lineup you go into, there's like this energy of, of it's mine. Like, out of my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to insert yourself in that and, and then like, say you're, you're learning in your twenties or thirties as a woman and you don't want to be called a kook. You don't want to get in the way you, 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 but you want to catch a wave. So how do you, how do you insert yourself into this space? Um, male dominated totally. mindset space. I mean, totally. Sorry. That's how it, I feel. Well, yeah. it is. Um, you know, it's the same as my sister being a banker in New York city, you know, mm. mm-hmm. surrounded in a field of, of people that, that don't look like you don't think like you. Um, and are, are looking at you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. women definitely like we, there, there is that element of that. Um, you know, I think more, more so than any other sport in the world, um, especially in warmer client climates, um, there's this, this fine line of like, just, I'm all for self-expression and for wearing what you feel comfortable in. Um, mm-hmm. but there's this odd feeling of like, sometimes I don't feel comfortable wearing a bikini because everyone's like, can just be looking at every inch of me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You hear um, that. And so for women, it, there's, there's so many complexities towards being in the lineup from being a, you know, a source of, of feasting eyes sometimes. Um, <laughs> But mm-hmm. also to like an instant absolute judgment of like, oh, she's a kook. Like I'm going to, if she's paddling for a wave, I know where to go to like get around her and, and be able to get the wave. So there, there is, you know, definitely that, that big challenge that women have as they, they work towards becoming better surfers. And I right. just even entering, yeah, mm-hmm. just even entering the space. And I admire yeah. women so much that are, getting into it and, um, not letting the, the energy deter it, the deter them from, from learning the sport, because it takes a long time to learn how to surf. Like, yeah, I feel that. And I've been surfing almost my whole life and I still (laughs) feel like every day there's so much to learn. (laughs) It's so true. Um, and so for women to continue to do that, uh, in a space where, maybe they're not made to feel welcome. I think it just takes more of us being out there, also having the knowledge and, and the skill of, of what etiquette is, because there, there mm-hmm. is some, some rules about the lineup that are so important because they, they mm-hmm. are there for safety. Um, right. So yeah, the, the complexity of, of um, the whole lineup space is, is definitely something that like, every woman in the world is aware of, um, if they Mm -hmm. surf, you know, Mm -hmm. they've, they've experienced being the only woman in the lineup. Um, especially as the, as the waves start to get a little bit bigger and thicker and, and depending on the location you go at. Um, but I, I can say that I have noticed a shift in the last, um, you know, five, 10 years. Um, but especially in the last five years, Mm um, of, men wanting to see girls rip. And if they see a girl ripping, then they're, 
they're going to cheer her on. Yeah. And now I have people calling my name to go for waves in the lineup when I'm in the spot instead of telling the the other dude that might not be in as good of a spot as me to go, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's starting to break, break that down. But you know, uh, if you're an unsponsored surfer, you're a surfer that doesn't have stickers on, on your board pretty much, you know, until, uh, it's not like they're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You have to prove it and then they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. Right. Um, which is, and that's daunting. It's, it's daunting for some women. Um, for me, I've, I've kind of utilized it as like, as just a confidence mechanism of like, all right, go out there and charge. Like, you know, you just, I deserve a a spot in the lineup and I deserve like a, a wave and, you know, as much as any, anyone else does. I love that. It's like a here I come attitude. Here I come, Mm -hmm. like, you know, in my glory, like whatever. (laughs) But how do we do that? Like softly, gracefully and, and with our feminine, you know, uh, approach because it's not, it's not to go out there and growl at the boys and to hoot and holler and to like, that's been the, the whole plight of one of, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Like how can we make lineups a brighter, happier space. How, how can we open it up to be something that's not so cutthroat? And, um, there's often just like, I don't know what it is. There's often like an angry, like (laughs) overall tone of people until you get like five or six women or two or it has to be at least more than one. As soon as you get women that start like chirping together in a lineup, I feel like yeah. the energy starts to shift and then you see guys start talking to each other and you see like this, this barrier start to be broken down of, um, of communication and elevating the mood in certain lineups. Um, definitely. and that's, I've, I've, that's something that I'm really encouraged about. I definitely have seen, uh, I've seen the lineup out here where guys have, when the women, you know, come out together and and are in a pod and, you know, catching waves and having fun, like guys will actually gravitate over Uh and say like, you guys are having the most fun out here. Like I want to hang out with you. (laughs) Totally. And at the end of the day, that's the best surfer, right? The one who's having the most fun. Um, Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And, and for women, like a lot of times they're out there for like, different reasons than, than men. It's not as much like solely about sport. It's more so from what I've gathered for a lot of the women that I've met that are just recreational surfers that have never competed, will never compete. They just love surfing because it makes them feel good. They're out there for the spirit much more than they are for the sport. Yeah. That's a true. And even the community, right? There is. Yeah. Cause women surfers are tight. Yeah. A lot of times, like it, as long as we're, we get over the hump of trying to compete with one, in, one another, once we like evolve past mm-hmm. that, um, mm-hmm. then, then everyone becomes your tribe. It's not just like a few people here and there that you really connect with. It's, it's no, I'm going to cheer for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And then, right. And therefore I'm one having the most fun because that's good energy shared is good energy doubled, you know? Yeah. I, uh, it's just funny. I'm just thinking about like when I first started 
surfing year round here. Mm. Um, I got so used to the Montauk vibe and the Montauk tribe and stuff. And I went to New England on a, just a trip and wound up jumping in the water there. And I had my, my five mil and my, uh, hood on and I caught a wave and I just heard some guy like somewhat near me, like, and I paddled back around and I, I said, um, you know, to my husband who was out there with me, I was mm-hmm. like, I think that guy was just yelling at me. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, no. He was cheering for you. And I, it had honestly never happened before. You know, <laughs> like I was like, what, what, what manner of culture is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking about what you're saying about like, how do we change that vibe not even like i mean yes i I think it would be great to be able to change the vibe of the lineup but Mm. i don't know i don't know can we do that i don't know i don't know i I know we can change i can change my vibe right right i can change yeah what's coming from me and and what i hear from you is like this idea of just just shine right just shine 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 bright and if you feel self-conscious just try and open your heart anyway out there and catch a wave and smile and laugh your ass off and, you know, and just continue to, to share that love of water. And, and one of the, uh, things that I I so admire about you is that like your whole life is built around this relationship, like a true relationship with the ocean. Mm. And, um, and I I identify with that and, and resonate with that. And I think a lot of women who are out there were there because of some experience we're having in the water that feeds our soul. Mm. And, you know, so it's almost, you're right. It's almost like, how can we open up these conversations so that we all feel that same, uh, the word ownership isn't quite right, but, you know, we all feel that same community with the ocean, within the ocean. Right. While in the lineup. Yeah, that I think that 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 reminds me of of the conversation that I was having with Dylan of just um, how how spiritual it is for women um, oftentimes mm-hmm. to be in the water, and are men having that that same experience? Sometimes they are, and sometimes it's very clearly that they're not having a spiritual experience. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> but but there's such a wide spectrum of of who we all are and what resonates with with all of us. Um, but I think that that's that's really it is is just having more respect for for everyone and to feel whatever they're feeling and um, and to recognize that um, the energy that we do put out there does have an effect on the world around us and the people around us. And so having a conscious approach towards wanting to have a a peaceful, encouraging mindset so that that's the energy that we're putting off. Um, You know, I feel like it's the same life practice um, that we want to be doing on land. If, if we're really seeking to be our best selves, how can we, it's not a comparison to anybody else. It's only like 
and it's not a judgment of anybody else. The only, only person that we're comparing and judging is ourself to our own highest standard. Um, mm, it's so well said. And, and yeah, it's a, a really good thing to like check ourselves. I've definitely, you know, I'm so guilty of getting caught up in the moment and just wanting to, to catch every wave that I, that like passes, passes by me and not to let a wave go. Um, and just, you know, kind of get the exercise in and out. Um, and you know, I, I think that we can all definitely get, uh, overexcited and, and, um, you know, a little frenzied sometimes, but it's such a good, uh, thing to bring it back to, you know, patience, um, patience goes a long way all the time in life. Um, and if we really, um, come into the practice of, of letting waves choose us, um, Mm. then, then we are kind of a bit more in tune with the actual play with the ocean. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think that that's, that's really what, what my, call and understanding has been for my desire to want to like put surfing at the focus of, of most of my life has just been this communion and this language of, of being with the ocean that has me so mesmerized. Um, and it feels so new all the time. Um, and I just like, it blows my mind that, that waves exist, that, that we get to ride and with this human experience that we have living in the time that we do. Um, I, I've, I don't know if it's an addiction, obsession, or just, a, a unconditional love for, for wanting to explore riding waves as, as much as I can. But, um, something inside of me just feels so human when I'm in the mm-hmm. ocean and I just, I yearn for it all the time because mm-hmm. it helps the world not feel so scary because it can feel scary at times. And, um, it helps me understand mm, my human connection to the earth more. Um, and also the mm-hmm. bigness and powerfulness, uh, of the earth, um, nature, of yeah. nature. And it just roars inside of you and smacks you upside the head <laughs> when you're not paying attention or when you get mm-hmm. distracted or, um, you know, it, it reminds me like to always say my prayers of gratitude and ask for, for protection because this thing is way bigger than I am. Um, mm-hmm. and when it all comes together and when it all, aligns and you get that crazy wave um Mm. the the rush um inside the body feels i don't it feels like an ancient human uh feeling i yeah i don't quite know how else to describe it. it just feels like i've i've felt this aliveness for many many lifetimes um, and this one feels extra special because I know that the uh, the technology and like the board making, um, mm-hmm. you know, is is at a point um, where it's it's making our experience in the ocean something 
um, that people have never really experienced before. Do I think that I've surfed in past lives? I, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, or maybe I've just been a dolphin. I don't know. Even, even cooler. Even yeah. cooler. Yeah. yeah. I love what you said because it's like, it's almost like the technology that we have now for wave riding gives us like, like, thank I'm so lucky to be alive right now mm-hmm. because it literally gives us this expression, right. you know, of, of riding the energy of the ocean. I mean, and foiling, right. Foiling's mm. the new way to ride the energy of the way. It's just, it's really something to have that experience to the degree that we do today. Like, it's just, it's really, um, I, I feel, I feel really blessed, you know, to be alive now, you know, and just what you were saying about your relationship with the ocean. I, it's funny because it's, it is, it's a bit of a hologram, right? Mm. Um, I feel like for me often, you know, I'm busy, I work a lot, I, you know, the, all the things that we all do. And so when I get to the ocean, I can be really selfish about it. Like I just, I just, just, I just want to be in there and I don't want to talk to anybody, (laughs) you know, and they're, they're the girls and they're all really chatty and they're really happy. And I, I want nothing to do with that. Like, I just (laughs) want to go way over here and just sit in the ocean and catch waves by myself. You know what I mean? And um, that's a good reflection point. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a better way of expressing that, you know, like maybe if I was in the ocean more often, you know, I made Mm. that more of a priority than I wouldn't be such a grump when I got there and Mm. have to go, have to go off on my own to get equalized again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I feel like that equalization process is kind of like a, it's a solo journey, right? mm -hmm. I mean, we can't, we can do it in a group setting, but I feel like that, that personal like recalibration is it's personal. Um, and sometimes there's no better way to recalibrate than to just like be you in the ocean. And if we're, if we're in a, a crowded lineup or in a, you know, in a chatty space, then, then it's, um, harder to like activate uh, the calibration. <laughs> yeah, you can be, yeah, you get distracted. I, lo- I love yeah. that. You, you just, you just said the sometimes the best way to recalibrate is just to be you in the ocean. Yeah. And I, man, I, I think that needs to be a tattoo somewhere <laughs> on my body. <laughs> yeah. I don't yes. think, I don't think we need to feel bad for like wanting our, our solo time. Um, in mm-hmm. in the sea and sometimes it's it's really hard to find depending on um where you live where we live and and the waves that we surf and um you know i like i have a lot of friends that live in in the la area and they're like i can't there's no piece of ocean that i can go to and just be mm-hmm. <laughs> right know? right um right. but there's but there is we can paddle we can paddle, you know, two, 20 yards past the lineup and just sit, sit there out there mm-hmm. for a little bit and just watch the birds fly by and, um, you know, say, say a few prayers or take some deep breaths or do a couple stretches on our board or, or whatever yeah, get it in is. Our bodies. Yeah. 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 Even, even if it's five seconds, 
like sometimes I'll, I'll paddle out and I'll just have, have my little prayer of, of gratitude and, mm. and, you know, as I'm paddling out and just kind of have that, um, that moment. And then, and then every time I catch a wave, I'll, I'll often like want to have that journey back out to the lineup be that that's oftentimes where I'll, I'll find, um, the, the athletic part of the mm-hmm. session is to like paddle as hard as I can when I'm getting back out into the lineup or, or, yeah. you know, utilize that, that, um, the sprints and, and the fast acting motions, um, that get the heartbeat up. And then once you're sitting back out there, like utilize that time to really slow down and tune in and try and listen and, and I feel like the more that we can pay attention to the ocean and also when the waves are, are bigger and of higher consequence, it really like, you don't really have an option, but to pay like utmost attention to the ocean. Mm-hmm. Cause it'll, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll make sure that <laughs> it'll, it'll smack you <laughs> it, back into the will, present. <laughs> oh yeah. Real quick, yeah, real quick. But like, I just, I just went for a surf, um, an hour and a half ago and I was checking this wave that looked kind of fun and, and I just ran out there thinking, Oh, there's one person out. I'll, I'll go catch a few waves. And I got out there and I didn't watch it long enough. And there was like a full rip current pulling out to sea through the wave. And I got, I literally paddled for an hour straight and then like caught a tiny little wave in and, and (laughs) felt at your workout. Yeah. Got my workout, felt the humbling of, of the ocean, you know, sometimes we can watch it for a long time and think, Oh yeah, like, Oh, it's too easy. And then you get out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's surprise. (laughs) There's always the element of surprise. Even, even when the waves are tiny, um, there's, there's always, the ocean's always in control. And even though, you know, we can spend a lifetime learning how to predict the way that, um, the ocean's going to move, it will, always surprise us um and it's never the same it's never the same yeah it's never the same so i uh, i have this great quote from you um i found it i uh, i think i found it online Mm -hmm. where you said surfing is so much more than riding waves it's medicine and it's a lifestyle and it gives you friends and community and also a major reason to become an environmental advocate Mm. um and you know, you're, you're one of those people in my view, right? You really embody what you say there in terms of the medicine and the lifestyle and the community and also your, uh, deep rooted, uh, desire to give back, right. To protect the oceans, Mm -hmm. um, through the changing tides foundation. Can you just talk really quickly, like a little bit about what Changing Tides does and, you know, how you see that moving forward? Sure. Um, so Changing Tides Foundation was um, started by by a group of friends of mine and I mm. um, out of our desire to give back to the surf world around us, um, noticing that... Um, a lot of times, like as surfers, we, we take a lot and we don't always give back a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and, 
and also noti- noticing that there's a large space for girls and women to feel this uh, inspiration, to want to be active, to play a part in their own communities, to become leaders in their own communities. Um, and so Changing Tides now focuses on our, it's called the WAMP program, um, mm-hmm. the Women's Outreach Mentorship Program. And we run three seven-week um, mentorship programs um, in California uh, that help focus teenage girls uh, on less land lessons that you won't learn in school but are so vital to um, to being a woman, um, from menstrual health to uh, body positivity to uh, self-protection to art therapy. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then also introducing um, these young women to uh, basic ocean skills and, and beginner surfing skills. Um, because as we know, uh, surfing is, is such an empowering um, activity um, that can be utilized for so many things besides sport. Um, you know, it, it, it has been proven uh, in a, uh, scientific studies that surf therapy is tremendously effective mm-hmm. um, for people uh, with trauma, um, but also anyone that um, has any kind of, of hardships. And I think right. that, that, like, I don't know a single human that doesn't have any hardships. So um, it seems... Unfortunately yeah, true. Unfortunately yes. true. So yeah, Changing Tides, um, we've really... Um, you know, focused in on working with, with teenage girls, um, because it's amazing. We, yeah, we really see that, that, um, teenage girls are going to be the leaders, uh, of, Mm -hmm. of, of, uh, a more peaceful, in tune environmental future. Um, and, if, if we can teach the young girls to be proactive of knowing um, what it means to have an environmental outlook on life um, and we get them paying attention to the food that they're eating, um, staying away mm-hmm. from plastic, staying away from toxic things, mm-hmm. um, you know, from cookware to, to beauty products to, I mean, you name it, um, yep. like we have to pay attention to every choice we make. So um, the education part uh, of, of that has been really powerful uh, for the youth that we've, we've worked with. And on a broader scale, it's, it's really helping to, to be a voice, um, a female voice, uh, encouraging um, both men and women to, to play our part in, um, in this giant plight we have. Mm-hmm to like, to curb the pollution that we're just like mindlessly creating as a planet um, and to get our systems more in tune um, with the way that nature works and instead of destroying it. Um, mm, but like steward, stewardship. Yeah, stewardship. Yeah, um, yeah. And, but, you know, also along this, this journey, um, we've, we've learned that it's, like, yes, our choices matter um, because there's so many of us that, um, you know, it's billions of choices a day. Um, 
but at the end of the day, the, the plastic manufacturers are still making the plastic. The chemical manufacturers are still making the chemicals. They're still spraying our food. You know, mm-hmm. the, the problems that we're facing are um, kind of at the top levels of, right. of control. Right. Um, right. And so in that, it's, it's encouraging our youth to want to be the leaders of the future and encouraging our our peers that are of the same generations of us to want to get involved in leadership in their community levels and in their local governments and in state levels. Um, Because a lot of these like big existential crises that we're up against um, will not change if uh, governmental policy doesn't change. Doesn't change. Yeah. And that's, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned through my work with Changing Tides and, and with Surfrider Foundation is um, there's enormous powers at play that are holding the systems in place the way that they are continually, like, harming our planet for profit. Um, and until we, we can rally each other together enough to like push back against that system, um, mm-hmm. then they're going to keep doing it because they're making a lot of money. A ton of money. Why would yeah. they stop? Um, yeah. And it's not going to be just the surfers that, <laughs> that start the green revolution. It's not going to be, <laughs> you know, just the outdoor people. Um, it has to appeal to everyone. Um, and and I feel like we're starting to like get to this point in society where where people are starting to really awaken to um, the dangers of our like consumer society and how mm-hmm. how plagued our food system is and medicine mm-hmm. system is and all of these mm-hmm. different things um, and and surfers for sure are like I mean. We, we get the negative ion bath all the time. We get the grounding. We're in the sand. We're, we're, right. we're, we're touching the water. You know, we're feeling the sunshine. Yeah. We've, we're aware. We're aware. Yeah. We're like, just based on the activity that we like to do, we're already getting so much medicine that is surrounding um, the human experience that so many people that spend their lives indoors or in cities mm. um, that never get to touch the the raw earth, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, live, living between screens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the we need to be outdoors, um, mm-hmm. and and so yeah, I I do feel like you know, along with the work with Changing Tides and and Surfrider and and whatnot, mm-hmm. like I I really want to um, as a a person be an encouragement for people to, to push back against, um, the, the systems that are trying to keep us buying the new all the time and having the fanciest thing and, um, disposable, disposable, fancy fancy thing (laughs) and, and really, you know, investing in the things that bring us health and, and joy. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I guess that's why I've, I've continually spent, um, spent my, my life savings on, 
um, riding waves because I feel like that keeps me healthy. Um, I love that. Yeah. 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 I know, I know just recently, I know a woman, young, a young woman who, uh, has always been connected to the water Mm. who literally just made an announcement. She's down in Florida okay, and she just made an announcement. Her name's Kat Uden and she just made an announcement. She's running for mayor. Whoa. Like she's, she's had enough, you know, and she's worked for Oceana Oceana and some Uh other organizations. But she literally, I, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, Kat. I mean, she's young. That is so cool. It's so cool. And she's so intelligent and vibrant and beautiful and loves the water and, you know, blah, 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 all of that stuff. So I'm just, anyway, and she's in Florida. Like it's so good. I grew up in Florida. We, we need as many like, uh, young women at the helm as we can get. (laughs) I hear you. I hear, I hear you. So it's, it is, it is happening, right? It's, you know, that's, it is. But it, the encouragement is so necessary because it's almost, I hear a little bit, it's its almost that same encouragement we need to give each other in the lineup on a macro scale. It's like if we're going to put people who are conscious, aware, vulnerable, right? Because right. we are, we're not, we're not hardcore cutthroats nope. up, up onto these, into these realms of politics or, or legislative change, like then there has to be a real bedrock of support system for those individuals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it has to keep extending, you know, the support can't just stop at, at a few, it has to be the groundswell. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that it, it can be because people, I don't know. I, I've always felt optimistic that there's, there's, um, love is, is, Mm. is as prolific as, uh, hate and evil is, you know, it's, it's definitely the dualistic world that, that we're living in that is like, is really apparent right now, um, Mm -hmm. Mm. in, in our societies. Um, but as more people that have like good intentions, get into mm-hmm. these roles of leadership. Um, I, it has to start somewhere. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think definitely on the, on the level of being able to affect community from what I've learned with the Surfrider foundation, like the mayoral positions are like, are where key. so much change can happen. Yeah key key exactly key mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely champion um anyone that is willing to to step into those leadership roles and and let it grow from there um and as as you know uh, careers continue to grow it's like how do we how do we keep the companies from selling out to the big one to the big ones for the payoff how do we keep the the lobbyists away from, from persuading, um, different people that once felt some way about one thing. And then, you know, well, money sounds pretty good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I hope that, that, uh, the systems itself can change so that we're not even given those options of taking the money buyout. Exactly. Exactly. Like on that level where it's, yeah, or suddenly it's just, this is the way that we live because we're trying or we are healing the planet. Right. 
Yeah, may may it be so, Leah. May you know. it be so. <laughs> yeah, and so it is. So it is. So it is. So, and that uh, sort of leads me to this this last point of conversation. You know, so you've you've got this support system for the girls, and thank you so much for filling me in on Changing Tides Foundation. I I can't wait to read up more mm-hmm. on that and and see if I can get involved somewhere. But also, you uh, you now are hosting women's. Uh, women-specific surf retreats, right, mm-hmm. under the name of Salty Sensations yeah. with some fabulous women uh, in your circle, you know, including uh, Cassia Metter mm-hmm. and uh, and a few others, you know. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on with th- those? Sure. And, uh, yeah, and, like, what's what's next? What do you, what do you hope is going to happen with them? Yeah, great. Can't wait to hear this. Yeah. Um... Salty Sensations uh, is an incredible um, little business that has has grown um, really organically uh, from um, from Cassia and my desire to want to share what we've spent our whole lives learning uh, with surf technique, um, but also wanting to bring um, the greater surf community. Um, together and help connect those webs of friendship and community. Um, and we haven't necessarily marketed to be all women's retreats. We do have okay. some men every now and again, but cool. but I think just because of the nature of us being women um, and promoting it, it's mostly women that are attracted to coming. Um, mm-hmm. But we do have um, Andy Nieblis, who is an amazing world-class um, longboarder and surfer. He mm-hmm. um, helps us on our crew and is always like such an amazing space holder for all these women. Often, he, oftentimes, he's the only man in this like group of of you know. By the time it's it's That's guests awesome. and staff, you know, we're a good fifteen, sixteen, seventeen yeah. people. So, um, but it's such a an amazing experience being in a group of people, no matter what surfing level they're at, everyone just comes together in, um, in a space of, of happiness and cheering for each other that like emanates through every minute of, of the retreat, this, this, uh, feeling Mm. of wanting to celebrate each other for wherever we're at. Um, and just to have an interest in each other, um, Mm -hmm. just because we're human. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like having, uh, like spiritual summer camp for kids, but for adults. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so necessary for us to be able to like turn off our phones for a couple days and, Mm be at the beach all day long for a couple of days straight and just focus on, um, on ourselves and, and mm-hmm. kind of putting that energy back into ourselves and eating really good food, um, by the beach. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really been an absolute joy to get to work with, um, Cassia and our, our amazing friend Michaela Smith, who uh, mm-hmm. both Cassie and I agree that she's she's like top top tier longboarder these days. Um, her her rail turns on a longboard yeah. are 
as good as any man or woman there is in the world. It's, it's mm-hmm. really impressive to watch Michaela surf and mm-hmm. we're so blessed to, um, to have her helping us, um, on the journey of, of getting to share, share different techniques. Um, you know, a lot of it is, is technique based and, and helping, okay. helping with, um, uh, you know, everyone's going to have their own level that they're at. Um, sure. And some things may apply to one person that, um, you know, the, the language itself goes over the head of, of, of others, you know, they're just not, not ready for it because it takes a lot of time to, to be aware of all the things that go on in surfing and to mm-hmm. be able to talk about them, mm-hmm. um, you know, in different language and vocabulary. So, um, it's been a really fun learning experience for us to, um, kind of break down and, and verbalize, um, how to do these different techniques. It's made me a better surfer. Um, it's also made me a better communicator of learning to, to use my words better so that I can, you know, as things are happening real time in the ocean, I can give really direct, um, not orders, but direct cues, yeah, right? cues. Yeah, yeah, people to really get them to react and respond. Um, cause everything happens so quickly. Uh, yeah. and, and once like the millisecond or the, the half a second is over, like that opportunity goes away, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and there's, there's so much <laughs> finesse and, and timing, um, that goes into it, that it's, it's really been, um, a great, a great lesson for me to, yeah, be, uh, work on my, on my communication skills at, you know, a really deep level. Um, and then also just to be able to witness Mm -hmm. friendships being made in real time is Mm -hmm. so cool. Um, I think that that's my favorite part about it is that, um, now we have, you know, people that surf together all the time and that go on trips together and like they have their community because we held a surf retreat. That's awesome. Um, and I want to see more of that and on a, on a bigger scale so that, you know, at, at times it, it, it is tough because it's expensive to, to hold them and it's expensive to, to, to participate in them. So we're, we're working at figuring out how we can offer um, different variations of these experiences so that, you know, finances isn't a, a limitation to be able to, be able to experience um, these things that I feel like are, are vital to, um, to a lot of women feeling confident and comfortable in the lineup, um, mm-hmm. having community and being cheered for that's like i feel like it's the the most critical part of it that people love the most it's like being cheered for in the lineup yeah and so yeah, I, I i now apply yeah. that when i whenever i'm in the lineup anywhere i just love to cheer for people because why not <laughs> <laughs> it keeps the energy high totally. yeah totally. yeah I, I, uh, many, many years ago, I used to have women surf camps here in Montauk mm-hmm. through a local shop and, and inevitably like I would put, it was just me, like there was nobody else helping. So wow. yeah, I was, I was so exhausting and so rewarding. But, um, so I would put three people in the water 
And then the other, and there would be like another three and they'd be like, what do we do? And I'd say, you stand there and you just shout your head off every time somebody touches a board. And what, but what happened was the women on land would take that very seriously. And the, the absolute glee and joy and encouragement would attract dozens of people to come watch. Yeah. Because it was such just robust, high energy. And it did. And it lifts people up. And, it, you know, the women in the surf, of course, you take chances when you're surrounded by your girls. Right. You know, you're not as afraid. And totally. So I, I hear you, like, just that that uh, act of just getting involved in somebody else's ride <laughs> you yeah. know, is, is so much fun. And it's so powerful. It's, it's so powerful. powerful. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Like... It's just cheering for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've definitely taken off on some of the scariest rides of my my life because somebody has called me into it. Right. You know, somebody's like, go, 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 Evelyn, go. And I'm just like, ah, I have to go. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you make it. And then you, you make know? it. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, God willing. <laughs> Sometimes the ocean yeah, teaches you another awesome lesson. But then I always say I'm as proud of my epic wipeouts as I am of my best waves. Totally. Totally. Yeah, if, that, if you're not falling, you're not trying. Yeah. You know? And some of those wipeouts are just really should be, you know, on video. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, so you're, um, so the retreats, those are, what are they? Three or four days? Yeah, um, they the, our retreats in California are usually yes. two full days of of surfing, and then we we book in them with like a an evening um, welcome dinner, and then Gathering. sometimes mm-hmm. like a, a morning surf and and um, brunch uh, on the last day um, before okay. everyone heads out. So that's not overwhelming. That's like a nice amount of time. Yeah, it's People a nice can... amount of time for yeah. sure, and and. Trust me, after you spend two full days sun up to sundown on the beach, you're pretty cooked. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> you're pretty cooked. Um, and then our, our international retreats, we we um, kind of play around with different time lengths. And we find between like five and six like full days of surfing mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. Are, are pretty good. So because that, that gives people enough time to really work on 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 surf technique and also not feel too rushed to feel like they have to squeeze everything into a few days. Um, right. because as right. we know, like if you're exhausted, um, mm. it's probably best to not like push yourself too far mm-hmm. in the ocean. Like mm-hmm. the avoiding injury is, is really, um, you know, paramount, paramount. And, um, especially like for myself personally, I've as an athlete, I always notice like if I get past the threshold of being exhausted, that's when like injuries take place and that's when you start making bad decisions and whatnot. So I've always been one to like to throw in the towel before I get to that point to I I call it sustainable surfing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's also it's another it's another sort of feminine quality. Yeah. It's just like. It's real self-care. It's not just totally running on adrenaline, you know, but like, totally. okay, I've, I've had enough and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up here. Leah, I could really 
learn that from you. <laughs> yeah. So that's so where do you where do you gals go when you go internationally? Well, we've done Ireland in the past. Um, cool. Yeah, Ireland's been a, a really cool adventure. The the cultural aspect definitely was our our favorite um, element to it. This year, uh, for twenty twenty four, we're we're looking at trying to go to some warmer locations, um, and. <laughs> People are like, why Ireland? Like, <laughs> well, you got to go and then you'll, you'll, you'll know why, but you'll get it. Right, uh, right. You'll get it. Um, conversations with Dylan. That's why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're, we're looking into El Salvador, um, hopefully Mexico, um, maybe something over in Indonesia um, at the, towards the latter, latter part of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I've actually got some calls today to try and, get some plans, um, going and, and awesome. yeah, you know, we're, we're really looking towards finding, uh, some locations that really allow people to, to catch a bunch of waves and not have to worry too much about crowds, which is mm. really hard to do these days, but I do want everyone to feel the freedom of surfing. So it's mm. just part of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea <laughs> that's the idea um so yeah well we're going to be announcing some some new dates and and locations um hopefully uh by the end of the year so that we can okay. we can get people um signed up and and um along for the for the grand adventures it's it's definitely you know without as a fan of, of Cassia and Michaela, um, mm-hmm. the experience that we offer is so unique as, right. um, as professional surfers that are, are mm-hmm. bringing these retreat experiences. But it's also the, I feel like the spiritual uh, connectivity um, and the energy that we put into um, having that community feeling is... Um, that's really what what makes uh, what we do so special and, and unique and and what we come away with just like s- grinning every time just like oh people are so stoked mm. and mm-hmm. that feeling of of stoked is um, gosh I I pray that every human on the planet can feel that feeling. <laughs> Um, and it doesn't have to be from, you know, from a surfing way, surfing, right. It can be in, in any way that, that makes us feel that levity of, of just appreciation of being alive and, and loving the moment. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that go through a lot of turmoil that can still find that feeling of, of being stoked. And, um, I think that we should all work towards that together as much as we can. Mm. Leah, thank you so much for your wisdom and your compassion, uh, you know, your work in the world and, um, and for even just being present, being here today. When, when people want to find out about your dates for the uh, future retreats, where do they go? Is it Salty sure. Sensations? Like what's yep. the website? Yeah, saltysensations.com. Um, mm-hmm. and then you can also check out our Instagram at salty sensations. Uh, cool. and then, um, both Cassie and I, uh, have our, our personal, um, Instagram handles that, that we 
promote a lot of surf retreats. And Cassia also has other surf retreats that she does on her own as well with different people. Ah. So um, there are also other opportunities um, to get in a great retreat with her. Um, mm-hmm. So check her out at, at, at Cassia Surf. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully have some incredible um, Salty Sensations offerings um, for anyone who's interested coming up in 2024. It's, um, I, I really look forward to the experiences that we, we get to share. It's, it's definitely, um, a celebration of all things surf in life. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) Well, we'll see you there. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you can, you can count on that. Um, and I have somebody who wants to come with me. So it's Perfect. even, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, so again, Leah is, uh, the, the anonymous source <laughs> behind Dylan Stott's article in our winter issue of session magazine. And, um, and that article, uh, literally is what jump started this whole conversation. You know, so thank you to Dylan and thank you to uh, Leah and Cassia and everybody involved in your circle, Michaela, uh, for, you know, for just creating a world that is is a little different, you know, from from what we may see in the larger surf industry. Mm. And um, and thanks for, you know, letting us hear uh, hear about it and and support it, you know, um, because I definitely, definitely am on board with that. And, uh, yeah. And so Leah's Instagram handle, right. Is Leah loves, uh, at Leah loves. And, uh, yeah. And if you ever want to see somebody surf with their heart wide open, that's where you're going to (laughs) go. So thank you again, Leah. It's been such a pleasure having you here today. And, um, yeah, and we just we look forward to seeing you sometime in the very, very, very near future. Yeah, thank you so much for the time, and thanks everybody for listening. And um, yeah, may we uh, catch waves with praise and share them with each other. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On Water. We certainly love bringing the myriad and diverse group of characters from our water community to you to share their experiences. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. This podcast grows out of the publication of our quarterly print magazine, Session. Session celebrates the ways in which we all, as water lovers, engage in our world's aquatic playgrounds, from surfing to foiling, kiting, stand-up paddling, and more. We encourage you to visit our website at www.session-magazine.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.